Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are officially out of the family. Right. <laughs> Much like the Corleones, once you think you're out, but they might just pull you back in. I guess he's got to drop the whole Prince thing now, too, huh? He's just Harry. Well, I don't know. I think he'll still be referred to as Prince Harry, but he's no longer, I guess, his royal highness, right? Is he going with... Uh, or, or he's no longer... A, is he a duke still? Has he lost that title? I don't know. It's a good handle. He'd like to be a duke. Yeah. Duke's a good handle. Duke of Earl. Yeah. So is he Harry Markle? I assume that's what he is. He must have taken her last name. <laughs> no, he's got like 15 names. Uh, so Buckingham Palace released a statement on Friday saying that the Duke and the Duchess, so yeah, I guess they still are, Duke and Duchess of Sussex have confirmed to Her Majesty the Queen that they will not be returning as working members of the royal family. We out. It added, it is not possible for them to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. Bit of a, I think, a, you know, bit of a shot perhaps there. Right. They perceived it as a bit of a shot because uh, they turned around and said that um, we can live a life of service. Service is universal. Uh, so I guess they're trying to insinuate that just because they're out of the royal family doesn't mean that they won't help out with charity right. and other things. They're gonna, they're just out of royal service. Right, right. I don't see Megan spending a lot of time at the soup kitchen handing out bowls to the homeless. Well, I mean, Harry has done a lot of good. One of those things is being for wounded warriors. The Invictus Games mm-hmm. was, uh, I'm sure he'll was carry his on. initiative. And so there's you know, a good chance he will carry on with some of that charity work as well. And and he comes from a place, of course, with his mother where she was huge on charity work when we were clearing mm-hmm. landmines. Uh, and uh, and so I, I can't imagine he would give up all of that as well. Something I feel bad with Harry, and I, and I think it's also the, the relationship of the two brothers that has now obviously been torn because of all of this. It, it is said that Prince William is very upset that all this has played out this way, and I'm sure William blames Meghan, and uh, there's probably not a lot of love lost there, you would think. But here's two guys who, you know, grew up in that spotlight, grew up together. They lost their mom, so very young, all of that. And then it just it just happens with life, you know, when you have siblings who go on and, and uh, marry. And sometimes these marriages uh, tear things apart. Sometimes these marriages bring people closer together. This one obviously has not only torn them apart, but sent them to opposite sides of the world. So uh, it, it, it seems that Megan, uh, and again, I you know, who knows, but the impression seems to be that Megan got there, Megan got her prince, Megan wasn't so happy living in uh, England and wanted to get back to La La Land and all her Hollywood friends. Yeah, they've they've certainly dumped a lot of this, if not all of it, on her. Mm. I mean, he, he has to go along with it Yeah, uh, as well. He plays a role in this. And he's always had that kind of different role too, right? Because he is not, you know, directly in line. Sure. Once his brother had kids, you know, he's, uh, he's a long way mm-hmm. out now. Yep. No, for sure. And maybe had they, like when they moved first to Canada, maybe had they stayed here or maybe had they, you know, just got out of the royal family and went and lived in like Italy or something or, you know, then you go, okay, well, they just really don't want to be a part of that anymore. Right. But to go right from Vancouver to Los Angeles, uh-huh. it, it all stinks. I think a little bit of her needs before his. But maybe, as you said, maybe he needed that push. Maybe she's the the person that was strong enough to make him brave enough to make that leap. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, who knows, right? Anyhow, we'll see.
Now, the other uh, royal family, they're Kardashians. They're, they're America's <laughs> Are they royal? royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was the, the Kennedys, but they're, they're out now. It's the Kardashians. royal pain, but yeah. yeah. Well, Kim's available again. She's filed for divorce from Kanye. Almost seven years of marriage. So they hung in there uh, longer than I think most thought they'd get. Four kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, five, including Kanye. Right. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're sharing custody of the kids. Honoring their prenup. Yeah, they had a prenup, which usually signals that they'll just kind of each take whatever money they mm. have and and move on and divide things up evenly. If also, I guess she's uh, she's got this attorney who's you know quite well versed in celebrity divorces. Mm. And I had a, I read this and uh, known for using private judges. So I didn't that? know there was such a thing, but I guess you you know in the states you can get a divorce through a private judge, and that way uh, the details will not become public. Mm. I don't know why she isn't defending herself. Isn't she a lawyer now? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just stumbled upon this. This is actually uh, pretty interesting. I'm going to play a little bit of music for you, see if you can guess the band doing this cover. So it's a cover. Yeah. It's not the original. Recognize the voice? I'm going to say that's Foo Fighters with Taylor singing. It is Foo Fighters, but it's Dave Grohl singing. Really? Yeah, they were doing some BBC radio thing, and uh, they were talking. Somehow the Bee Gees came up and... Dave Grohl admitted that he had not seen that documentary uh, that's been put out about the Bee Gees, which is really good. It's uh, Man, it's, it's really sad, of course, because the, the whole band is dead. All the brothers are gone except right. for Barry. Anyhow, he hadn't seen it, but he really wanted to watch it. And then he, on a, on a, on a whim, said, uh, well, let's cover a Bee Gees song, but let's do it like the Bee Gees did it, not <laughs> like the Foo Fighters would do. I, I think he's gotten to that point where he can just do whatever he wants yeah. now, right? Oh, I think so. He was on Stern because he's got a new, there's a Foo Fighters serious channel or something like that. Right, they right. come together, so he's doing tons of promo for that. Uh, and he was talking uh, about, you know, this uh, buddy he was uh, recording with or just talking, kind of talking about. They want to put an album together called, you know, like uh, like Hanukkah Rocks, right. basically. And all, it's covering Jewish artists. artists yeah. Right? So, yeah. yeah, why not? I read this article, and, and I just thought to myself, this is so 2021. The article is, things you can do if you're still missing out on hugs. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I wonder during wartime, say World War II or right. World War I, if a writer went to his editor said, I'm going to do an article on missing out on hugs. Mm -hmm. He would have said, how about doing an article on missing out on food? <laughs> I, we are so unbelievably soft. Missing out on hugs. Get a weighted blanket or a body pillow. Okay. People miss the warmth and pressure of a hug. <laughs> oh, my God. But you can get the same thing from weighted blankets, stuffed animals, and body pillows. Take a hot shower or drink a cup of tea. Oh. Hot shower, self-massage. Well... Okay. Maybe I'm missing out on hugs. I've been doing a lot of self-massaging. <laughs> Use games like Minecraft and Animal Crossing to express your love virtually. What? Games uh, with virtual worlds 
have let us hang out with friends when you need to stay at home. And it's totally possible to foster meaningful connections with the people behind the avatars. Get a pet or a plant. Oh. And this is why, and I'm, I'm being very serious, this is why we have so much animosity about this thing. Mm. This is such a great example. And I go back to what we said right from the beginning. All you're being asked to do is stay home and watch TV. I know it's been a year. I get it. But nobody's been asked to go to war. You know, you're not shipping your, you're not taking your kid to the train station so that he can go to a military base so that he can be shipped off overseas and then you'll never hear from him again. This is not the case. We, we, we just can't take any aggravation. Yeah. In this case, you know, and what this article proves is you've been asked, you know, not to, not to get close and Mm. hug uh, your loved ones, which is disappointing, but... You know, not the end of the world. It's so phony, though, because how often have we had conversations about how much we can't stand most of our family members? Now we act like we can't get close enough to them. But but one thing that has changed, though, uh, you know, from from the olden times to now, uh, more so, I think, is that greetings were hugs or, or are hugs mm. or have been until this. Right, even guys do like the little half hug, the bro hug, the bro hug, right? That was never a thing growing up. I don't think I ever met one of my friends and partially hugged them. No, I never saw my dad hugging his buddies. No, not at all. Uh, you barely shook hands if that's the case. No. Like, hey, hey, where it became more of a, you know, my father barely hugged me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somewhere in the last couple of decades, there's been a, a lot more touching yeah. going on. And so maybe that's what, you know, not being able to do anything or anything of the sort and get within two hockey sticks of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all of a sudden, you you know, the impact is felt. We ju- the, the moment our lives veer onto another path, we just immediately complain about it. We just, we never try to really find the positive in anything. It's always the negative. It's like, you know, not being able to go to work. How many times now have I heard people say, oh, I just like to get back to work and hang with my coworkers. The second you're allowed, you're going to piss and moan about the traffic. <laughs> we just, oh, I, I so need to see my family. The minute you're allowed, ugh, I got to see my family over Easter. Yeah, we don't know what we want. We don't. <laughs> we don't. That's why we elect the people that we do. <laughs> Gatorade created an alcohol mix of their lemon-lime flavor and beer called Hoppin' Gator oh. in 1969. They quickly pulled it off the market when it tanked. <laughs> yeah, there's some things. Gatorade is great on its own. Right, I yes. don't know that you need to be dumping booze into it. Uh, it's for after you have the booze. That's when you need it. I mean, if it works while you have it. Mm-hmm. I uh, remember last week I was saying about how I had had the A&W root beer, and it was so good I wanted to go buy a, a jug of root beer. And the same thing had happened to me having an iced tea. And I'm going to start stocking up on some iced tea because I do enjoy a Coke and a ginger ale every now and then. I thought, oh, maybe iced tea might be a little better, and not by much. I mean, the sugar count's pretty damn close anyhow. Right. But uh, so anyhow, I, we had uh, we had gone out and grabbed uh, some breakfast on uh, Sunday morning, and I had an iced tea with it. It was so good, nice and cold. And then we had to go over to Shoppers Drug Mart, so I picked up a jug of iced tea. It was one of those weird things where when I got it home and poured it over ice, it wasn't as good. <laughs> you know, sometimes things are just... Perfect in their spot. Right. 
You were imagining a certain taste and it didn't meet up to it? Yeah, I think so. So I dumped rye in it. It was fine. <laughs> now you have cases and cases of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm selling it. Um, on hospital TV shows, CPR saves people's lives about two-thirds of the time. In real life, it only saves people's lives about 10 to 20% of the time. Aye. Mm. So what's the point in learning it? <laughs> Odds are, dude, you're not going to make it. <laughs> I think the best CPR scene in any TV show you'll see is The Office when they're learning the, uh, the, the safety uh, protocols. And I don't you, remember that If you one. haven't seen it, you need to Google All it. All right, I will look it up. I'm sure I did see it. I just It's been a while since I watched The Office. The World Series has been a best of nine four times instead of the traditional best of seven. Okay. 1903, 1919, 1920, and 1921, three years in a row there. The goal was to generate more revenue by having more games. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Except it ends in November. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis only held three concerts outside of the U.S. in his entire career. He could never go anywhere, of course, because the colonel wouldn't let him leave America. Right. Because the colonel was afraid he couldn't get back into America because he was illegal. What was the one country he played other than the U.S. of A. three times? The name Germany comes into mind, but I think it's because he was stationed there for a yeah. bit, right? Yeah, but he never performed there. He performed here in Canada. Oh, really? 1957. Where? Uh, I know Toronto for sure. The Legion? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And it probably was Maple Leaf Gardens, and tickets were probably 75 cents a piece. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was supposed to have a giant afro in Pulp Fiction, but the production assistant who went to get him a wig didn't know the difference between an afro and jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he ended up with the lid he ended up with. Which was a good luck. Oh, man. And finally, Jeff Bezos, Rachel McAdams, Fred Durst, Sharon Stone, Jay Leno, Seal, and Pink Whoa. all worked at where at some point growing up? All those celebrities worked at... Uh, what, like a Disney? No, McDonald's. Really? Yep. McDonald's is interesting. We've, you know, done the happy days and McHappy days and yep. all of that. And from young to seniors, when you go and spend the day with these people, now they're all putting on a happy face. And, you know, sure, I'm sure there's days that they don't want to be there. But there is a culture and a vibe at working in a McDonald's where they all really like it. Mm -hmm. It's like a team atmosphere. They, they seem to all get along. They, they don't seem to begrudge being there. Yeah, I mean, it gets a, it, it gets a tough you know, a lot of slack, I guess. You know, people think you're going to be, you know, serving fries for the rest of your life or yeah. something like that. It was always one of those things that was mocked. Yeah, you but, can't necessarily raise a family doing it, but, you well, know. Some do, and you can go on to management and much more. Well, sure, there's that. I'm just mean, you know, working the, the cash yeah. isn't necessarily the, the best means of a career down the road. But, but when, get when, started, it's good. You know, I remember reading a thing once from a, a job recruiter who said that they often look, and this is a high-level mm. one, so they often look for McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Because they know the training's been done. Yep. And that they've worked in a proper in environment with, a, you know, a regimented set of rules, and they, and they work hard mm -hmm. when they work there. They also know that when they send them for the lunch run, they won't screw up their order. <laughs> <laughs> Time for Teddy Reader for Holinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. 
Uh, I understand, uh, Teddy, that Lucky wants to talk to you about his tip. <laughs> Just the tip. Uh, he doesn't uh, know what to do with his tip. I don't want to know about his tip. <laughs> How long do you stick it in for? That's what uh, basically is what we're going to be asking. Doesn't need long. No. And it's uh, done. The question being, on sale at, at, the, uh, at the butcher this week was the sirloin tip roast. They look really good uh, and, uh, you know, you know, good, good size to them, but... It's it's really lean, and then we realized that we've done a lot of uh, uh, like rib roasts and 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 gr- good roasts, but I've never done a top sirloin tip roast before. All right, all right. Well, <clears throat> sirloin tip is it's very very lean, and so there's there's it's a good cut, and you can chop it up and use it for kebabs and things like that for the grill. But if you're going to roast it as a roast, you definitely don't want to be overcooking it unless you're going to put it like in a slow cooker and take it all the way to the end like 200 degrees where it just shreds to pieces gotcha but it's really nice the sirloin tip roast is nice when it's cooked to medium rare or medium is is best and so there's lots of different methods you can find and you can look them up online and and check them out but the easiest what we do here when we do one because it makes great sandwiches Mm. all right and I'm lucky I know you like a big sandwich. I do like a sandwich. Right? So and the key here is, so season it however you want. Um, salt, pepper, garlic, rub it all on the outside. You can make it with the tip of a knife. You can make some slashes and insert some garlic cloves if you wish. All right? Get your oven nice and nice and hot. All right? And if you've got a heavy-duty pan, you can like a, like a good, like a cast iron pan. Yeah. You can pop that in the oven and then pull out and throw the roast in there, and at 450 degrees, 425 to 450, you roast that thing for 15 to 20 minutes, nice and hot. Okay. Okay? That's it. Turn the oven down to 325. And then you continue to cook until you hit an internal temperature of about 130 degrees, which would be just on the the edge of rare there. And then let it rest for 15 minutes. And it'll come up, and you pull it out if you want it to be to medium rare. You know, you pull it out at 135. If you want it a little more well done, take it further on up. But try not to go over that 140 mark, which is at the medium. Right. Because then it's just going to really, really dry out because it is very lean. So pull it out, rest it, and then slice it nice and thin. And the next day when it's, when it's left over, it's perfect for sandwiches too. Mm. And that's as easy as it is. You don't have to do too much more to it. There's that huge tipping curve where it does go into the overcooked area, which is probably where I'd send it, and then you just toss it out and order a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Craigie, I've seen you do that. Yeah, I've done it a few times. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better than it. It was always known as the uh, Sunday night roast at the Venn house when I was a kid growing up, the roasted potatoes, the Yorkshire pudding. Oh, gravy. It's beautiful. Yeah, but when thing. that thing is overcooked, a sirloin tip, it's tough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unless you're going to do like what we do with a brisket and take it all the way to the very end. But really, nice 130 degrees, slice it thin, pile it high, a little bit of gravy on top of it, chow down, have a good time. Ted, is that something someone can recover from? If, you, if you've overcooked your roast, can you just put it back on and just say, oh, we're going to take it right to 200 then? 
Yeah, but remember, it's super lean, right. and so it's going to be still very dry at that end. It's better to pull it out at that point and drop it into a crock pot gotcha. and add a little bit of liquid and let her go from there. Um, and then it'll shred up beautifully, right? Gotcha. So yeah. It's best just to to take that to that medium, medium rare, and pull her out, let it rest, slice it thin. Mm. And it you... makes a delicious, delicious roast. Now, Lucky, you know what to do with your tip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of hot. Listen to Teddy. He'll tell you we'll how take to take it. care of that tip. <laughs> Don't forget to rub it with a little bit of oil first. <laughs> it's always key. Want to lube that tip up. All right, Teddy. How do people get a hold of you if they want to talk about their tip? Or anything Alex, else. If you want to call me a tip, I'm at uh, pornhub.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, no, maybe I have not. no idea where you'll find me. <laughs> I, I, listen, Teddy, I, I've seen some of that Pornhub. I've seen guys who look just like you on that thing. <laughs> Cheers. Have a great day. There you go, Teddy. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.